Deepest one, uh, Kyle's got more gravel, gra- the gravelly to his voice. More gravitas. But I think you are just as deep, if not deeper, than Kyle. The only person who surpasses all of us is sound engineer Andrew. That's true. Now that's a man. He doesn't look like it, physically. <laughs> but you hear him. It's one of those weird instances, like, <laughs> the voice does not match the body. Right. And you're like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, we're rolling too, but Okay, yeah, good. It's just I in. wanted to know okay. before I started getting into this. Yeah, good. it's just in. Alright, great. I like to just, like the last fucking 30 episodes have just picked up in the middle of some conversation <laughs> we're having, and I like that. You're going to be the uh, the podcast version of Mike is streaming, which is we're just rolling and you don't say anything. Oh yeah, he doesn't tell anybody. We completely let go like things probably shouldn't be said. Super off-color jokes about people we all know that might be watching the stream. Mm-hmm. And then Mike is like, oh hey guys, I'm streaming. <laughs> oh, thanks for the heads up, man. Yeah. You should probably delete that. Maybe would not have tried to seem like such a dick right off the top. <laughs> Thanks, Micah. That's great. <laughs> great heads up. <clears throat> We're joined by our good buddy, Michael, here. What's up, bro? What's going on, guys? Thank you for having me back. Christmas mm-hmm. tradition is in full effect. Yeah, okay, well... <laughs> So last year I came on, <laughs> yeah, and we were arguing that Die Hard wasn't. Well, I mean, I was. The argument was not a I Christmas movie. Camp. You I... were in. You were in camp. Ryan. Ryan was saw, until the episode. He saw both sides. Yeah, yeah. But this is how I remember it being very reasonable yeah. and even minded. But now <laughs> here we are a year later. It's around Christmas time. We're still talking about <laughs> Die Hard. Oh yeah. What? What? My appearance did nothing. <laughs> no, it, it did. So here's the thing. Ryan and I get really weird about like traditions. We do one thing and we're like, hey, that was fun. Let's make it a thing. Right. So I was like, well, let's have Michael back and we'll do a different Die Hard every Christmas now. I'm very excited. Uh-huh. When you told me about it, I, I immediately was like, yeah, I'm on board. The, we've got one more good one. Oh, I was going to say, we. this is the last vaguely Christmas-related one. That and is something we're going to get 100% into. 100% not Christmas Because I haven't seen this movie in like two decades, and I didn't know it was Christmas-themed again. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot. Yeah. so I kind of did, too. I knew it was wintertime and in an airport, but I didn't know it was specifically holiday time. That'll right? be something fun to break down. Mm-hmm. But before we do that... I got us a special gift here. Ooh. Ryan. Oh, what? A co-worker of Michael and myself has his own backyard craft brewery. Is that Home how brew? We... I, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Classify this. A kit, I guess? Yeah. A kit. But he makes his own beers, and uh, I told him he was bringing me one, and I got incredibly selfish. I was like, hey, you should bring me two, and I'll give one to my podcast co-host. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, okay, I'll do that. It's a very limited quantity, but sure, Kyle, <laughs> I'll do that just for you. And I was like, that's right. That's right. I won't cater to anyone else. <laughs> you know. I have that weird effect on people, though. Did he also wrap these? Yes, he did. That's fantastic. Yeah, he, all right, so he wrapped the entire bottle and then put a little bow on top, yep. too. Yep. That's, what, a, what a presentation. Oh. oh that description some... was for all of our non-YouTube watchers at yeah. the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so... Oh. Is this, uh, this is not a twister? No, I don't think all so. Right. I don't think craft beers have the ability to do... Why? What? Because twisting is, is like right? its own thing, I think. It's way easier to just uh, to like stamp these. Yeah. It's 
smells like a beer. He says it's a it stout. It smells like a beer. I mean, That's well, a good sign for a beer. Yeah, well, you know, I like Jeremy, but uh, I, I'm, I'm drinking something he created that has alcohol in it. This has the potential to make us both go blind. I, it could also just be like straight LSD or something. Or pee. Or piss. Could be piss. Sterile. I guess so. Yeah, this is true. I don't even know your coworker. I mean, here's the thing: I really don't either. You made me really not want to drink. I know this. he likes pizza a whole lot. Pizza is this man's life. Yeah, it's. Did you did you have his last beer? This man's life. No, I didn't have his last one because apparently everyone liked that one as well. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Uh, okay. The, the consensus from other people at work that he gave these to was that it's a very fine beer. So. I think we'll uh, we'll give it a try. Give it a, yeah. a little Mike, evaluation. Oh, yeah. uh, yep. Do you you do not do beers? Right. Yeah, I do not. All right, no. He's okay. got he's got his diet coke. We'll all give a cheers to Die Hard Two, to Bruce Willis. To Die Hard Two. Okay. To <laughs> airport terrorism. Wait, that's fun. No, we're choosing that one. <laughs> do, yeah, we'll I go with know. it. Yeah. Did we talk about the movie Big Trouble? We did actually. We did a full episode. So this will be the second movie about airport terrorism mm-hmm. we've talked about. Great. That one was funny because we we specifically told the the guest on that episode, hey, we're going to cover Big Trouble. And he watched Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, no. So (laughs) that entire episode was you and me talking about it and then trying to explain it to him. You remember that now? Uh Uh-huh. That was a good one. That was a good time. Yeah. I bet for the first five minutes he was sitting in this chair just going, wait a minute. (laughs) Uh, I've made a huge mistake. (laughs) That's good. Man, this is actually it's a it's a very fine beer. It is stout. Yeah, it's definitely stout. It's got a it's bit thick. of I can taste the hops at the end. Mm-hmm. But it's not bad. It's smooth. Yes, it is very smooth. Um sometimes stouts are not smooth. They're pretty thick. Yes. Not easy to drink. This is uh this is for a stout, it feels pretty light. I think if I, that makes sense. He said sense. this was like a Killian's Irish red. Have you ever had one of those? So reds are usually less uh yeah. Thick. I mean, you said stout, and I was expecting, like, Guinness oh, thick. Oh, no. And then, yeah. Mm. Ugh. Boys, I don't know. Uh, I, I've thrown a couple of intro topics around, but, I oh, mean, we are... Cl- well, well, in my own head, I didn't present them to either of you, because... <laughs> okay, all right. Preparedness is we'll not my forte. <laughs> uh, not a boy So, we are kind of close to the new year. I didn't know if you guys wanted to do New Year's resolutions. I, do you guys- I don't believe in them. I know you don't. <laughs> But you've kind of gone along with me every year. Yeah, I and, amuse you, and mm-hmm. I do play along, but yeah. I honestly, I don't think about it. I don't put any thought into it. And you never attempt them at all? No. It's foolish. Do, it's, all right. It's, so usually, why do you think uh, it's foolish? Because the attempt at self-betterment is, or because yeah, nobody no. ever does them? Because nobody ever does it, and mm-hmm. that we have a specific day, like, oh, it's a new year, so we can make ourselves new. Uh, I don't know. Just the whole traditionalism behind the New Year's resolution rubs me raw. Self, self-improvement, self self-betterment, great. I support you doing that. I hope it sticks for you. Great. I just know New Year's resolutions usually don't. And I love uh, the February post where I see people going right back into their... Yeah. People really give bad up ways. very. We're as humans, we are very fallible. Mm-hmm. What yeah. about you, Michael? Can yeah, you... I I see where Ryan's coming. The, the whole reason of uh, you shouldn't. Yeah. I'm also very pessimistic. No, and no, not in the right. I here. love the point <laughs> that like, why do we have this specific time to say, okay, I'm going to get better. That's why I hate Valentine's Day so much. Same. Sure. I, sure. I don't like, celebrate. Why do I have reason? to have this one day to say I love you? You know, exactly. It doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. The self improvement thing also sort of makes me laugh you know i would always 
you know, if I were working out or something in college, right after New Year's, it was so crowded in the it's gym. Always, yeah, and I was just like, you know what? I'll wait till about like February 3rd yeah. or something. <clears throat> yep. Completely empty. And <laughs> yeah. it's just like, what do we even, like, why even try? And like, the New Year's resolution I made this past year was to read more. Because I don't do that enough, and I don't remember like the last thing I read. Really, you yeah. didn't read another Did book? Not... Had I known that was your resolution, I probably would have helped you there. I got a lot of books. That I read I think a little. And, would be up your alley, but it was again first half of the year. <laughs> sure, uh, I I would have helped you there. I thought you meant like read with him to like support. I like, mean, we could have gone. I would give you he to would read. Come over. <laughs> I have a chair. You can sit next in my while I'm in bed, and yeah. you can just you know. I'll read to sleep. Him. I, yeah, yeah, I would do that. I mean, you that's could just what you want. <laughs> read the books and record them, and then send him your own personal audio. <sighs> Man, books. I've wanted this to get into that for brilliant. a while. Like, you can do all the voices too. You would fucking love that. I know. I really should do this. You would be so like good at it too. That should like, be your you new would, resolution. You <laughs> should do an audio book in 2020. You should read a whole audio book and put okay. it out there. All right, I will. Should it be... Because I think it should be... It would be good practice. Like, especially if you do one with, like, a lot of voices, that's fucking great resume Here, builder for, like, voice acting stuff. Here's a new one, and this doesn't really have to involve you at all, but it'll just be more stuff for people that pay for things. What if I do a chapter a month for Patreon? It'd be good. Of a book. I'll find something that's got okay. 12 chapters. <laughs> oh. I'll read the whole thing. Okay. Put one out a month. I think that is a good way to uh, stick to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well thought out. I think I'm going to do that. All right. Yeah. Good luck finding a specific 12 chapter Exactly book. 12 chapters. Yeah, that's well, going to be a little rougher. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm, what I'm thinking is I might find a novelization of like a Resident Evil game. I, you <laughs> I, laugh. No, I own three of them perfect. already <laughs> right now. So go ahead, giggle. I'm, I am. But I am. I've got a couple of Halo novelizations. <laughs> well, of course you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think those are pretty short. Someone wants to listen to those. Yeah. Oh, someone for out sure. There. And they would definitely be somebody that is paying money to our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, all right, I think this is doable. I'm yeah. going to cracking on this. Okay. I'm glad we're discussing this now instead of like January 15th, like, hey, New Year's resolutions. <laughs> oh, shit. I got to get cranking now. Yep. Yep. And then it's rushed and horrible and a botched job, but yeah. That's good. I don't, I've never like done that. resolutions either. I haven't done a resolution per se for like five years. No. I always do a thing I call the theme. A theme. The theme yeah. yeah. And I do have a new theme for 2020. What is I'm, it? I'm going for the year of change. Hmm. Doesn't mean like it could be bad change. It could be good change. But I'm going to try to make some changes in my life. One of the things getting wait, out of wait, this wait, place. Wait, 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 wait. What? Your theme for the year is change, and it could be bad change? I mean, things could go bad. I might make a choice, and it's it's but a change. But you are going to, you are, so this is, wow. So you are committing to just doing things and making, like, kind of bold choices. Not yeah. just, like, change to, like, eat better or to yeah. do this or that. It's just to, you're, okay. I'm doing some changes. Interesting. One of the ones, as soon as I come up thought up this theme like one of the big ones i mean i i want to get the fuck out of here i like this place okay it's, it's way too goddamn small man. indiana you're talking about i, I mean that it's that's also one too, too. i mean oh, wow. some people have known i've i've put some things out there some feelers in some different states and we'll see how that goes could be a big change i don't know yeah uh i do want to get out of this fucking house though if that doesn't happen i'd like to buy a house it's a big change mm-hmm. i toy with it every year but i really put some thought into the uh the old hair Really? Yeah. And cutting it off? Maybe. Do it. 
It's change. Do it. It's a big, big change. change. Yeah. yeah, I know. How Do long? It. How long? How long have you had that hair? Oh, over at least sixteen years. Yeah, for a long fucking time. Definitely a decade. Um, I started growing it out back in my hip hop crew days. <laughs> I know. Sounds weird. That's also when the beard came, and I've only shaved the beard once. Yeah. But that was for. Yeah. I imagine the hair going a lot smoother than shaving the beard, though. Probably. It'll look so fucking weird. <laughs> the hair or the beard? The hair. The oh, beard was sure. awful. You'll get cause... used to it, though. Because uh, yeah. I, I, I did the same thing, because in college or high school, whatever, I had like a four-year period where I had at least foot-long length hair or longer. Then you cut it off, and you're just like, oh, yeah, that's what I used to look like. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It was nice not... You know, going getting on the bus stop in the winter mornings without the long hair, not your hair not freezing anymore. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Because <laughs> you would wash it in the morning. Yeah. And then it would freeze. Yep. Yeah. Not to mention, it's nice in the summertime not to I know, have, like, man. have fucking hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it I got so nice. My hair is look. fucking thick, dude. I mean, Michael's uh-huh. is very thick, too, I can tell yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it gets fucking, there's a lot of shit up in there. Yeah. Caps heat. I just got yeah. sick of dealing with it every day. And. Okay, so you had long hair too. At I one had point. This, yeah, I had pretty long. I had kind of a Bieber cut. I was gonna say kind I think a, it was a, kind of a Bieber cut. Bieber slash like Beatles mop top kind of uh, like okay, early two okay, thousands okay. emo band bass yeah. player. Yeah, it's kind of what I'd classify it as. Like I've seen the Pete pics. Wins. <laughs> like the keyboardist from that stick stickly attack attack video. <laughs> uh, that is a reference yeah. that I, yeah. I do not get. <laughs> Sorry. TRL tonight. Yep, we're, we're gonna do it. <laughs> man. Speaking of, yeah, so you're on TRL. You've been. I think you missed the last I TRL. missed the last one. The f- I was there for the previous one. Yeah. And it was wonderful. It was a really good time. Um, and you're going to be guest on this one. Yeah. So that'll be fucking great. I can't wait for that. And speaking of, if you haven't watched our TRLs, we're trying to do one all the fucking time. Come hang out with us on mm-hmm. Twitch. Send us your favorite YouTube videos. And uh, boy, Ryan and I do have some reactions, I will say. The, uh, <laughs> the arm-breaking one. That was a choice. <laughs> that was good stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't do well. I love that shit, but like I can't not have like a visceral reaction like oh, every time. It's same with like Resident Evil, like in the jump scares. Like I know it's gonna jump out and scare me, but like it fucking works for me every time. Well, because you also know that it's coming up, so the anticipation eats at you even yep, yep. worse. Yep. And then it happens. You're like son of a bitch. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it, I, it's same in movies that like I know are gonna be sad. And, like, I can feel the sad coming. I'm like, you're not going to fucking get me movie. You're not going to make me sad. You're not going to make me sad. And then, like, because I'm so fucking worked up on it, it catches me off guard. I'm like, God damn it. I cried at Marley Me now because of the whole fucking movie. <laughs> like, I'm like, Owen Wilson is going to have a dead dog on his hands. Like, yeah. this is going to be 100% dead dog at the end of this movie. Like, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. You know it's, oh, my God, the dog's dead. And then I fucking lose it. The dog's hair perfectly matches Owen Wilson's hair, by the way. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Here's something we could give a little teaser for before we really get into some diehard talk. So I've already presented it to Michael and both you as well, Ryan. (laughs) Person whose name I temporarily forgot. Yeah, I I didn't. What hung me up is that I I said both. And then I'm like, but I'm just referencing Ryan. There's not two people because I've already referenced Michael. How strong is that? (laughs) Jeremy said it's like a seven and a half. It's 7.5. It's not bad. But uh, so here's the thing, Ryan. Definitely taste alcohol. As anybody will be shocked to know, you're not a sports guy. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Color me shocked. But Michael and I are. We, we're both 
pretty big into sports. Yeah. Um, Michael, I'd say, way more so than even I, and I'm pretty into them. We've definitely bonded at work over the Colts. Uh-huh. Colts football is our big thing, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't think you really likes LeBron, but you appreciate LeBron, oh, right? I like LeBron. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I just hate that he always beats the Pacers. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> well, that I get. Because you're, you're a hometown boy, too. You like the hometown yes. teams. Um, yeah, love me some Colts and Pacers. But, Brian, you and I, we were taking our good buddy Sean back to the airport mm-hmm. Sunday after our 24-hour charity stream. And I, being a big football guy, couldn't watch the game, but I was listening to it on the radio. Mm-hmm. And we had this great discussion about football, because you didn't really, you never got into football, and you kind of no. said because your dad never really took the time to kind of teach you the ins and outs, and you didn't really know what's going on. Yes. And even in like the small moment of like me telling you like what was happening, mm-hmm. you kind of started to get into it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same as, like, any fucking game. Like, if I'm looking at Civilization and I'm just seeing, like, a bunch of fucking troops fighting and I don't have any context, like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, and, and my dad, God bless him, love him, was a, a pretty decent father to me, does not know how to explain things on any other level than his own. Like, it... He can explain it to himself and to what he knows, but, like, he cannot explain it to, like... He can't break things down easily. Mm -hmm. If he has, like, uh, kind of a knowledge base, he doesn't know how to, like, talk to to neophytes, to newbies, essentially. I think it's probably a little bit of that, and probably... I think your dad and my dad were very similar in the fact that, like, you and I are not like them. Oh, this is very much true. And that's very confusing to them, and they don't really understand what we're into... Uh-huh. And also don't know how to get us and relate to something that they're into. 100% Hank Hill at Bob yeah. Hill relationship. Because my dad was very the same way. He was super into hunting and all of that shit. And I was mm. like, dude, I don't fucking care. <laughs> and he He's did not Indiana. give a shit about video games. And they thought that they were just stupid. So, very similar things. Yeah. Um, But Michael and I have... Uh, we, we think what we're going to try to do this year mm-hmm. is probably around, let's say, August. August-ish, preseason uh, time. Because football season starts in September. Right. We're going to have an episode where we really kind of, like, give you a crash course one-on-one, like, of football. And, like, what you're looking for and all that stuff. And we've already presented this to you. Mm-hmm. Off this episode, but you're what? This is a total shock to me. (laughs) Pull back the curtain a little bit. Do this? I mean, maybe I'll do it. Okay, you've talked me into it. I'm on board. (laughs) (laughs) But then uh, you're gonna you're gonna pick a team. Doesn't have doesn't have to be our team. Probably gonna be Packers. Packers? Okay. Okay. Packers. They're going rough this year because they've lost Roethlisberger for a long time. Um, (laughs) for a long time. Or not Packers? That's that's Steelers. That's Steelers. Yeah. Uh, Packers are in pretty good shape. They got a Rod. Oh, do they? No, I don't Aaron Rodgers. Oh, so I thought that was Alex God yeah, I know. I would say. I know. That's why I said that. Because <laughs> I don't know fucking sports, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you're going to pick that team and you're just going to mm. kind of go through it, try to learn what you can, and then we'll do a uh, a postseason check-in. See what, what you picked up, what you absorbed. I, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Are we doing any kind of like fantasy element to it? Like the, the We could if you wanted. It really helps you follow along and learn about other teams and other players and positions. Does that really require you to have like a pretty decent knowledge of the players when you're picking? Not really. I mean, anytime you, you know, no matter what app you use, there are tons of people supporting that app and writing for that site that are just like, hey, you know, this particular team that they're playing isn't that good against this type of player. 
Like what's nice? I use. I think we both are on the ESPN app. Yeah. And every week, it'll if you go to like, uh, say you're looking at your running back, you can select that guy, and it'll tell you like what's happened the previous week, and it'll give you an estimate mm-hmm. of what's coming up the next week. Like, oh, you know, this week they're going up a really great run defense. Might not be the best time to play them. So it'll it'll break things down for you in that way mm-hmm. too, and you can make those decisions. But yeah, it does help you kind of track things and if i mean if you wanted to i'm sure we could start an experience grind fantasy league that we could all get into and get some other people to fill that out i mean if we when when would fantasy league stuff have to start is this also august yeah that would probably be august yeah 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 i mean i would definitely be into that I think. all right man i'm into that too i'm starting yeah. an experience grind league something like hey cheers my dog's pissed he doesn't want us to start this league or really excited he wants for A-Rod. Bentley. <laughs> Bentley wants to play. <laughs> Put me in the game, coach. It's going to be just like Rudy. Is it? I, he is, Bentley. Bentley. <laughs> he is also really tiny and stocky. It's Rudy, man. Yeah. And went to Holy Cross for a bit. <laughs> See, I don't know anything about goddamn sports. I can talk sports movies all day. Yeah. I, I love sports movies. They're easy narratives. What's your favorite sports movie? Mm. I mean, probably... Oh, shit. The, uh, the Rockies count because it's boxing. They do. Movie. They count, yeah. Rocky Four is my favorite Rocky. Mm, I mean, Rocky Four is fun. I like it, but I wouldn't consider it all-time great. Almost Honestly... <laughs> I fucking I can't think right now, but I'm leaning towards. I really actually enjoyed Hoosiers yes. quite a bit. Man, as I am the only person in this room that does not like Hoosiers. Well, what? what's the what's I know. the biking movie that Indiana uh, likes? Breaking Away? I hate that movie. Mm. That's fair. But Hoosiers, I think, is fantastic. I, I I love it. Gene Hackman's great in it. Also, Blue Chips is really uh, decent. Blue Chips, is Blue Chips, I, I like that one quite a bit. That gave me. I always say he's shaving points. Yes. I still don't. How does he figure that out? <laughs> By watching tapes. Like, I don't. That's got to be one of the easiest things for somebody to, like, fake. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm assuming he's playing poorly, right? Yeah. On purpose. Mm-hmm. Just to, sort of throwing it yeah. in a certain way. I, I don't know. But he gets it from watching tape. I don't know. It seems it's, weird. I don't know. Old school movie making, man. <laughs> you, you have revelations happen in, like, a minute. Yeah. 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 Why, don't you like, why don't you like Hoosiers? I don't know, man. It's probably because I was it's I was forced to watch it a lot as a kid. Okay. Because I'm from southern Indiana. Right. And I found it incredibly boring as a child. Mm. And it's probably just a weird thing that is held over. Mm-hmm. I'm totally sure, get that. Yeah. I'm sure it's a totally fine movie, but it was forced upon me and I didn't. It's Breaking Away is the same way for me. I like, agree with Breaking Away. Yeah. I find the lead character really annoying to you. Italian if you want a great movie about guy. bicycling, watch Quicksilver with Kevin Bacon. I don't think there's, I don't think there's a good movie about bicycling. He's a bicycle delivery I've person seen it. in New York. Oh yeah, I'm okay. not crazy about it. Fair it's, enough. Right. Uh, same with Premium Rush. Uh, there's not a good bike. There's not a good bike movie. Uh, I would disagree because uh, <laughs> Rad is a fucking great bike movie. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It's like saying Three Ninjas is a good movie. It's not. it's probably nostalgia. Have you ever seen what it is. is it? it Airborne. Is. You guys know Airborne. I Airborne. know of it. I've not seen it. No, yeah, I've seen it. No. It's about rollerblading. It's got a young Seth Green and Jack Black. It's uh, is it a Disney Channel movie? No, <laughs> not a Disney Channel. They might have financed okay. it, but it was an okay. actual movie. What okay. was that one skateboarding grind? Uh huh. With the uh, who was in that? 
that was bunch of not Seth Green types. Yeah, <laughs> it was always it's like the fringe people. You had the guy from Rat Race who had like the lip ring who couldn't. Oh, speak. that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had like all these people who like were all. He was also in, uh, in American Werewolf in Paris. Oh my God, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. There, there's a bad trip reminder for Ryan. Yeah, that's why. That's why. <laughs> that guy peaked in Rat Race, and that was his first movie. Michael, you got very excited for Hoosiers. Is Hoosiers your favorite, too? It's one of my favorite. I can't go against Remember the Titans, though. That's what. That's mine, man. Remember the Titans yeah, is... It is a... Well, slam, slam dunk's the wrong term uh, to use there. <laughs> but it's a... Uh, it's a touchdown. I love everything about that movie. Yeah, I love Denzel. Yeah. I, you mm-hmm. know... And I watched I love it the so much tension. as a, Yeah. It's really good, and it's a... Well, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's feel-good. It is kind of funny, though, that they had to... I read about this. They had to, like, over-dramatize the results of the games because yeah. the actual T.C. Williams team just was just blowing everybody destroyed out. Destroyed them, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I'd say Remember the Titans is probably... That's my favorite, the one I go back to a lot. Any Given Sunday is also fantastic. It's pretty and good. And here's one. The Replacements. Oh, I do like not the replacements. Like, not like, uh, I don't know, cinema classic changing the grounds of movie making forever. It's super it's a fun. fun movie. Yeah. yeah, it was real fun. Real fun. Well, and that's Gene Hackman again. Yep. And Keanu Reeves. Yeah, well, Back when people didn't like Keanu Reeves. And the little Irish dude that's wiry. Yeah, from Full Monty. That's who that is, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. I can't think of his name. It's probably Nigel. <laughs> Man, uh, <laughs> Necessary Roughness? You know this one, right? I don't know this movie. I don't know that one. Oh, either. man. Uh, I bring, I've heard of it. I've never I bring this it. up because Mark talks about the fucking chick field goal kicker. That's the whole basis of this movie. Oh. They get this soccer player chick to come on and start kicking their field goals for him. <laughs> it's a great movie, man. I've seen it. Early I've 90s. I've seen it. I've not even heard of that one. I don't know why I saw that one a lot. This is a, this is a great Christmas Die Hard episode talking all these sports movies. <laughs> Arguably, these have as much to do as Christmas as Die Hard does. So oh. it's fine. All right. I like this. Arguably. I don't care, to be honest, but people argue this shit every year. Right. It is weird. <clears throat> Let, let's, let's transition into some Die Hard talk. That was an ex- excellent forced segue. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> that, like, this is all, like, some marketing thing as to why... Cause I don't remember this. But by ever, who? I don't who like would 20th care? Century yeah. Fox is like they've sold it, so they have no stakes. In well, the game they've really anymore. leaned into it hard too now because they released like uh, Christmas editions yeah. of this, like with a Christmas sweater. Oh, sure. Like, front cover. Well, it's because they can. I, they're leaning into it because they can make a buck. Exactly. Quick. I don't think they manipulated it to like say make Die Hard Six happen to make interest for that. I think it is literally just a meme happened. And 20th Century Fox was like, how can we market this? Put a slipcase on the DVDs with a Christmas sweater. Done. And I've seen people use that as an argument like, oh, 20th Century Fox is a Christmas. Yeah, because they're making money off you, dumbass. They don't fucking care. That's exactly it. If they said it was a, if there was a meme saying Die Hard is the worst movie all of all time, 20th Century Fox would say like, worst movie of all time edition. See it now. $50. Like, <laughs> the movie that yeah. people are calling the worst ever. <laughs> they wouldn't give a shit. Well, we're not talking Die Hard. We're talking Die Hard 2. Die Harder. You say the full title. A harder Die death. Hard 2. Yeah. Die Harder. This is also where we start. Uh, <laughs> what is that? A, is that a colon? Because uh, the colon. semicolon is the... <clears throat> colon so is and then a byline. Colon, yeah. yeah, this is where we start the, the new byline tagline thing, which continues through every Die Hard from this point. Yeah, well, this d- is Die Hard 2, Die Harder, and then 
it's die hard with a vengeance. Because, yeah. And then yeah. they drop off the number. Yeah. So this has always been like such a weird, weird movie name <clears throat> to me. Die hard to die harder. Yeah. Michael. Yes. <clears throat> would you give us a brief synopsis of Die Hard 2, Die Harder? I would love to. In Die Hard 2, Die Harder, <laughs> John McClane, the hero from the previous installment, uh-huh. Die Hard, which was the first movie, and now Die Hard 2, Die Harder, <laughs> is the second movie. Uh-huh. Couldn't follow that, but I'm going to clear that up. It's a bit tricky. All right. John McClane is in Washington, Dulles airport mm-hmm. uh picking up or yeah picking up his wife holly who he reconciled with in the first installment um he gets a call from her saying that the flight is delayed uh as he's waiting for the flight to land he notices some suspicious activity between two individuals um follows them gets into a shootout and seems to uncover that there is a big event going down while this is happening you can kind of see in the background that uh, i guess a drug lord from the the val verde yeah which Nicaragua, is south america i'm assuming yeah. is where he's coming from like the whatever country that the director created so as not to you know cause tension between <laughs> yeah. america and south america <laughs> yeah um he's being extradited to there and these guys that john mcclain fights with happened to be trying to intercept his plane and get him to a country with no extradition laws. And that is where... Diplomatic immunity. That's the whole plot. It really what is. What I love about this, too, is that he's coming from South America to Washington, D.C. He's flying over half the fucking country when they could have just easily landed anywhere, like, in the South United States. But no, let's fly him all the way fucking there. And then extradite... Like, oh, man, this movie... There's some things we're going to get into, I'm sure. All right. I will real quick in defense of that say, are you telling me there's not stupid government red tape bullshit like this where it would have to be that way? You're I mean, telling me, You're telling me the government has perfectly thought out every plan of action needed and doesn't have weird fucking like hangups that require them to go to this state over here because of this law and this regulation before they go... I, it just seems so weird that they're flying all the way to Washington when they could land in, like, Florida or yeah. anywhere else that has maximum security prisons you know already. What, you know what Florida doesn't have? Snow. No, they don't. For winter. For Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> what, all right, so, number one, we got snow. We're already more Christmassy than Die Hard 1. Correct. It's, I feel like, wasn't there at least one shot of snow No, because it's Hard? in L.A. There's no snow. It's in Los Angeles. I think you're right. Yeah, it never shows up. Like, we I did, think there's some Christmas ornaments. We did get a Christmas tree. You're right. Yeah. I'm getting confused because I watched the movies that made us, and I'm thinking of the Home Alone mm. one, not the Die Hard one. My bad. This is going to be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so these terrorists yes. are taking over the airport, but they're doing it... Remotely? Yeah, well, remotely, they're doing it... Uh, Sneakily. Sneakily. I was trying to think of a better... Uh, serendipitously? That's not the word I'm looking for. No. Well, I was, no, I was trying to sound is. smart. Is like, it? like John McClane just happens to be there exactly. at the exact same time serendipitously. Yeah. Sure. That's it. And that's, that's it. That's another thing that I love about Die Hard and Die Hard 2 is that like the only thing that stands in their way is like 
at the beginning, it's the observance of John McClane. Like, that's how... Dumb he's luck. not a fucking superhero. He's not amazing. He's just a good cop. And he, like, is observant. And he notices these dudes at the bar acting a little funny. So he watches them, sees them kick a package. He's like, huh. He's the right guy at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Always. That, I that, think there's even a line. That's what they say. Yeah. Right? To that effect. Welcome to my life, I think, is what yeah. John McClane says. The story of my life. Man. All right, so let's, let's break down this airport part. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how best way to, like, start this out. So, John McClane is getting hassled by a cop at the very beginning, too. His mm-hmm. mother's car gets towed. And, uh, goddamn, this guy is, like, he's character actor, smarmy dude. Yeah. That I've seen a lot of shit. And you just love to hate him. Goddamn, he does it here, too. And he pulls it off, I yeah. think. I don't know his name. No, he's not Dennis Franz, is all I know. But Dennis Franz well, is it? He's, he's, yeah. he's the brother. He's the chief, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another great little just... Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. little, little tag. Good little comedy beats. Die Hard lives by its comedy beats. Because otherwise, I think it's just a kind of standard procedural action movie. Yeah. Which is fine. But it's, it's the action beats, man. So it makes it. It's funny too. Like I mean, comedy beats. Oh fuck! I feel like this beer has faded me. A little. <laughs> Jesus. I I noticed, and this like I said, I haven't watched this movie in probably twenty years, and I think the last oh. time I did watch it was like the TV version where he says instead of Yippee Kaye, motherfucker, it's what? Oh no, I was quoting Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, what's he say in Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yippee Kayak, other buckets. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it could be on the made for TV version. I, that, I think actually they he, could pull that straight from it. Yeah, I think he just says Yippee Kaye, and they cut, and they just cut to like the the flame trail. <laughs> could and, be and the made for TV ones. Um, what is uh, Michael? What is what is your experience with the Die Hard movies? Did you so you've seen Die Hard to Die Harder before? I've <laughs> when I watched it today, or I mean when I watched it a week ago in preparation for no, this. No, it's okay. I also watched it today. <laughs> Me it's too, fine. boys. It's We're a, good. I, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this movie all the way through. Yeah, really. Yeah. Okay. I went, but I had last year when I watched rewatched Die Hard. I was like, okay, yeah, I do remember everything about this now that it's coming back. But I didn't get that same experience hmm. watching Die Hard Two, Die Harder. Um, and come to think of it, I think it's the last Die Hard movie I've seen. To be perfectly honest, really. Wow. Okay. That's a pull back the curtain moment there a little bit. That is very interesting because you now have a road ahead of you. I know. Yeah. It's weird the route it takes from here. I'm looking very, <laughs> very, very forward to next year and then none of the other years. I'm actually really looking forward to Live for Your Die Hard. I haven't seen that since I saw it the first time and did not enjoy it, but I, I'm I, curious to give it another shot. It's a Die Hard movie. I've seen more than Die Hard 2, Die Harder. <laughs> uh, this is weird, too. Like, I, I actually really enjoy Live for Your Die Hard. I think it's a lot of fun. This is weird because, like, so I'm just to be better prepared. I'm pulling up Die Hard on Die Hard Two on IMDb. Die Harder, Die Harder. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. Nothing is called. They they're not putting the tagline or the the colon. See, yeah, it's been I, modified back to Die Hard Two. Well, when I, I like looked at the Wikipedia page, it just says Die Hard Two. Yeah, and, like they say the tagline is Die Harder. And I mean, it says it at the top Which of I, the movie here, but it just says Die Hard 2. I, all I know is when the opening credits. I know, it says up, it. Die, die Hard 2. Die Hard 2. Die Harder. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I tend to, I take, I take that word instead of some retroactive studio decision. Sure. I get it. 
Oh, wait. This Not one. to mention, it's such a dumb fucking name. I love saying it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> die Hard 2, Die Harder. Ah, <laughs> uh, where were we at on this? Uh, you pulled up Wikipedia. Well, uh, IMDb. Or IMDb. So let, let's talk about... That's it. That's where we were. Let's get into what I feel is like the first big negative towards this movie. And I don't think it's even really the movie's fault. Because how the fuck do you compare your villain to the great goddamn Hans Gruber? I don't think this guy holds up as well. No. I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That said, how you do it is open with your villain fucking doing completely naked, naked tai doing... Chi. Exactly. Yeah. How fucking memorable is that? You it, know, that's more than can be said for Malcolm McDowell or Timothy Oliphant or whoever the one from A Good Day to Die Hard is. I can't remember. What it could I, have been a man or woman. I don't know. And I do like that even though it, it is ridiculous and it does stand out to you, the nice thing about it is that it's good movie making because that shit plays a part at the end of the movie it's it's one of the what do they call that it's something gone set up and pale checkoff's oh, gone the checkoff's gone right, right. Mm-hmm. you don't show something unless it has a fucking purpose and it's going to play a part later yep so that his kung fu he beats the shit out of john later with oh it oh my god so yeah yeah uh, uh yeah the but, Die Hard movies are notoriously i think even up through live for your Die Hard are very good about set up and payoff about showing something and then paying it off later and and even more so, they're very procedural. Like, yeah. a lot of this movie is people in the command room, like, operating, like, reacting to a terrorist threat, which I can appreciate. Or, like, in the first one in Nakatomi Plaza, it's, what would they be doing in this uh, con- newly constructed building? Like, how would they be fighting? Like, let's incorporate things that would actually be on the construction scene. And I think this one does that very well, too, which is, what's in the airport that we can make some fun set pieces out of. And I think they do that. I think there are a few fun set pieces. I'm glad you brought this up. Because this fucking baggage claim, is this from like a steam-operated baggage claim in like 1903? Because there's fucking steam everywhere. everywhere. He even like jumps on a steam pipe and like it breaks. Like, why is there so much steam in this goddamn place? It's venting like next to the bags like... That would be terrible. They'd be fucking soaking wet. Miserable. Yeah, there was a lot of yeah. water in that airport. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. was a it was a wild time. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. It, uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't have anything to counter that. I just thought it was funny it's, when he walks. It's very yeah. steampunk, like Orwellian. Is that the word I'm looking for? Just because it's like it's a weird. It's 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 a goddamn steampunk. Baggage claim. Yeah. I don't think that has anything to do with Orwell. Orwell was like 1984. Oh, yeah. Who wrote? I think if somebody else, it's not Orwell. No, it's not. That would be very imposing. It's something. It's something, but it's not that. I can't think. Who wrote The Time Machine? That was George Orwell, too, though. Was it not? H.G. Wells. That's. Mm. It's H.G. Wellington. (laughs) Wellian. Wellington. I know, but I wanted to say Wellington because that's a sandwich. I love it. All right. It does. But it does the kind of the same thing that the first Die Hard did. Whenever they showed you something in Die Hard, it's like, okay, now we know something's about to happen. He walks into a steampunk baggage claim. He's like, oh, we're about to fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah. and the mood mm-hmm. definitely changes. Like the lighting is very dim, yeah. and he's he's checking, scoping things out. Mm-hmm. We get the first kill there. It's weird. This movie has a higher body count, but that's because of something that happens a bit later. 
Yeah, the, the the John McClane versus terrorists. Really, there aren't. It, I don't feel like it's as uh, prevalent in it's, this movie. It's not as impactful, I think, because it's bigger <laughs> and more spread out rather than confined to like this office. Not to not to mention this one has John McClane not completely alone. Like he had Al outside in the first one, right? And he's but got, like really, yeah. not much he could do with him. This one, he's got like. So many fucking people to interact with. Enough that, like, it almost becomes the not John McClane movie at certain points. Which is fine, but it is very noticeable from that first one, which had such a focus on John McClane. That's all I've got. <laughs> it's not good or bad, it's just an yeah, observation. Yeah, noticeable, yeah. Yeah, just noticeable. You've got, uh, you've got Mr. Janitor Dude. Charlie. Helps him out twice. Charlie. Do yeah. you think uh, Charlie Day from Always Sunny, who is a janitor... Got their start from Die Hard uh, because these people love Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. But if we do a Die Hard remake, I'd like to see Charlie Day play the janitor. Charlie. <laughs> I like Charlie. Was, I like Charlie quite a bit. Yeah. Is he supposed to be sort of the the Argyle, I, I think guess, so. in this yeah. movie? Either him or the, the satellite comms guy. See, I is... took him as sort of the Powell. From the first movie, yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely the pal, and he's definitely the Argyle, the janitor, because he even shows up at the end with a vehicle. Uh, he's like, yeah. hey, hop in, boss. Uh, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. And then, so Dennis Franz's policeman is essentially the guy from Breakfast Club, yep. the first one. Right. Yep. I, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, who cares? Uh, <laughs> principal guy. Everybody knows principal who you're talking guy. about. Principal guy. Not not principal photography the guy. guy passed. And uh, he, he did. Uh, it's sad. He, uh, I mean, I don't know. But he passed like three years ago now, so. So we cares. can start being shitty about his career and minimalize it? Do you, <laughs> you don't know his name. I don't, <laughs> but like, I'm not going to outright say just like, oh, that's Principal Guy, fuck him. But I'm not. So here's the thing I'm saying he's iconic as Principal Guy, and the fact that, like, you say that, well, everybody knows who we're, we're able about. to identify him he, based on just he that. He yeah. definitely was typecast in the same way the redheaded guy, the reporter who pops up again, who's also the dick from Ghostbusters. Yeah. William uh, uh, Atherton, yeah. Yeah, him. I, I can't actually know his name. name. Very nice. I didn't uh, just look it up, if that's what you're oh. wondering. <laughs> no, he knew it. He had it. He had it ready to go. Um, who I hear loved being the dick in these movies. Man, Literally, I would too. He, he yeah. loved it. <laughs> I would have fun with that too, man. Like, Yeah. He was just like, uh, people ask me all the time, like, how, how do you feel about being the dick constantly? It's like, that's great. Like, do you, you want to put me in your movie as bad guy? Great. I love it. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm like... And he does a great job. It just works for him, too. Yeah. And again, let's use this word that I like again serendipitously that he ends up on the same plane as As Holly Gennaro, who he has a restraining order against. Also, it wasn't until this movie that I put together that Gennaro is referencing Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with the Gennaro beer. And I think that's a Holly Gennaro reference. Because Shane Black. Goddamn Shane Black. Yes, he winds up on the plane with Holly Gennaro again, played by the lovely Bonnie Bedelia, uh, who I love. I always love her in these movies. She's so good in these. Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoy the hell out of her. The only problem, I feel she's kind of wasted in this movie. She does nothing but really sit on the plane. Uh, You're not wrong. And in other than the, the next know, movies, tasing William Atherton yeah. at that one part. Like that, yeah. She also at one point almost gives John away because she decides to page him and... Mm-hmm. Then it like gives up his position. Yeah. So she's kind of. And why? Do, why does like what does tasing him in the bathroom do other than she's like 
She's the stuck in the panic. Well, it's already. And, but, at but that the point, panic it's is already going. Been created. And it's like, she, of, how does she know that? Because she's in the fucking plane. <laughs> well, yeah. Because well, they're watching the TV, which I has guess. the Washington news going on, and he's relaying it to the news. It's oh, yeah. the at least that's how I interpret beat it. Beat of hey, let's give this dick what he deserves, and also it's them playing off of the same beat from the first one of her punching him at yeah. the very end. It's a way to let her stick it to the bad guy a little bit too. So many parallels. This is, is where my issue with Die Hard Two, Die yeah. Harder comes in. Is it's really similar to Die Hard. Yeah, it is so similar. You have uh, all the character like all silhouettes. Yeah, well, you have their roles similar. I wonder too if it was the villain at some point sneaks into a fake accent to fool people. Yeah. Oh, he does do that when uh-huh. he's talking on the. Like there are a lot of parallels in this movie. When did Die Hard One come out? Eighty. I'm looking it up. I don't know. Eighty-eight. So this 88? movie. So that's what I. So Die Hard Two, Die Harder, <laughs> was 1990, Great and name. I wonder, like, real quick rush. Exactly, mm-hmm. because Die Hard was such a fucking surprise hit that like, yeah, blew everyone away. They're like, oh, we got to do another one of these real quick, mm-hmm. and so that I'm sure that's why there's a lot of the parallels. Um, mm-hmm. Because we even have the terrorist dudes pretending to be other things. Yep. And when they're they're working in the... They're yeah. actually doing manual labor. Like, yeah, sure, they they're the shittily paint. painting, yeah. but he's actually yeah. there painting. Uh-huh. And that's, a, that's fucking a, what, Robert Patrick. We got Robert Patrick and John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. That was him, wasn't it? It was. Uh, and apparently the story is, because from his biography, autobiography... Uh, he wasn't tall enough, so he wasn't determined to be imposing. So he had a bunch of lines that were completely cut really? for this movie. <laughs> yep. So Poor John Leguizamo, you can see walking by the frame two or three times. He has that's one it. line. He's talking he? to somebody. Okay, does he? Because that's what it was a close up of him. I was like, holy shit, was that John Leguizamo? I saw it like later when he was just walking by. I was like, hey, it's John Leguizamo. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. All right. Before he was clown, apparently, or the pest, and made it real big. <laughs> the pe- that's what I was thinking too. Did you guys watch the pest? Have you ever I, seen it? I, I loved the it, pest no. as a kid. I did too. I think it's gonna be a shit movie to revisit, so I never want to. Yeah, it's not good. I bet. <laughs> I've got an idea for it though. Don't they hunt humans at one point in that movie? I believe so. <laughs> what a fun concept for a kids movie: <laughs> hunting humans. Um. What else? <laughs> the. The henchman, if we're on that yeah. topic, yeah, that's one thing that I think Die Hard Two, Die Harder, comes up a bit short and compared to Die Hard because there were personalities with the henchman mm-hmm. in the first one, mm-hmm. particularly you know uh, Leon, the computer guy, the guy in the chair, yeah, uh-huh. the guy in the chair, <laughs> who was one of my favorite characters ever, yep. yeah, and you really didn't get other than the three, well, two or three big bad guys, you don't yes. get a whole lot of personality. From the bad guys. I'd say it comes in like the the military guy who comes in yeah, uh, and then has the twist. Right. I think he's got that personality. William Sadler's got that personality. And that's it. That's well, pretty much all that's you get from the that's, that's probably part of it too is that... Even the general is kind of forgettable. Yeah. They are soldiers because... and that, So they all kind of look the same. And that, that yeah. really is a detriment. Like they all look like a Robert Patrick type. Uh, kind of, but they do, I did notice they, they had the diversity there and it felt like a mixed crew, kind of like in the first one, except like Michael said, they just gave 
no personality to really anybody. Yeah. Like, Robert Patrick has, like, maybe one line. And it would have been cool if, like, Robert Patrick was maybe the Carl, like, the one that becomes... Mm. I mean, if we're paralleling Die Hard, why don't we have this one villain that John McClane has this constant recurring battle with? And, like, he's figuring him out, too. Like, we don't really have that. It's just John McClane killing everybody, which... I mean, I'm fine with that, too. Of course. Yeah, that's always a fun movie. But there is just... There is a little spark. And I think the the henchman kind of illustrates it perfectly. There's a little bit of spark missing from this mm-hmm. movie. Um, and I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I would imagine it's the quick rush production. But, like, I remember even outside of Leon in the first one, like, the big Russian dude with, like, the long blonde hair. That's Carl. Carl. That's Carl? Okay, I wasn't sure who Carl was. I was just nodding because I was like, yeah, that's (laughs) a name that sounds familiar. Carl. 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 Of course. Russian dude with the long hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was apparently just, like, a ballet dancer that one of the producers saw, like... And he's a giant dude. This guy would be great for an action scene, and, like, he's going to be memorable on film and, like, really fought for that idea. And, like... I don't know if anything was really fought for on Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Sure, yeah. And it's a movie that feels like, well, this is going to be easy. Let's do this. Like, anytime they got to, like, a hard decision when it came to casting, when it came to, like, character beats, like, oh, can the audience handle this? Or do we want to keep it, like, a little bit tried and true so it's not too different from what they know? They always took the easy route. It's a movie of easy choices that's still enjoyable. Yeah. But it's a movie of easy choices. It also, it's weird. I had something else I wanted to say about the easy choices. It does seem Hmm. like just, I don't know where I'm going with it. So instead I'm going to return back to, uh, this movie does do a lot of great things with like showing you things instead of just outright telling you. Uh, we get a shot where the guys know that the soldiers are coming and they very, he's like, all right, you know what that means, boys. And they switch their guns and they have these red taped uh, weapon uh, magazines and they switch them to these blue ones. And then we get a scene of the soldiers in the fucking truck also switching to this blue one. I was like, hey, wait a minute here. And again, I hadn't seen this movie in a long fucking time. I forgot a lot about it. I was like. I think this is... I think there's something going on here. Turns out there is. Those are the blanks. And both sides are in on it this whole fucking time. That was a nice little touch. Great payoff. Yeah. yeah. Gave me a chance to figure that shit out. And, it, you know, we make it more obvious when John tries to shoot that gun and he's not killing him. He's like, what the yes. hell? Yeah. I, I think it's the smartest decision this movie makes. Or, or and specifically, like, the best twist for something that feels very different from the first one is that whole reveal that these military team that came in to help and assist who John McClane's been butting heads with, but has finally warmed up to and kind of earned their respect. Oh, they're the bad guys too. Yeah. Uh, that, that's kind of good. And it's, um, it's the, Oh shit. There's a term for this type of screenwriting, but it's the, you solve a problem, but now this happens. Uh, I think it might be the, and then uh rule of screenplay, which is, Oh, so now uh, we're good. We're friends. Oh, but now they're bad. Or Die Hard specifically does this with oh, like the... I remember my previous point too, but sorry. No, you're okay. I, I can't honestly think of an example in Die Hard 2 right now. But in Die Hard 1, like the jumping off the, the, the roof right before it explodes, but he's got the line. Great. He saves the day. 
but then he lands oh it's not done yet it's falling and then he has to get in and like it just keeps ramping up the tension it's like you solve this problem but now here's another problem and then you solve that one but now here's another problem and it just keeps building and it keeps which you is smart yeah I think it keeps it you keeps entertained engaged. too like yeah. you're you're constantly like all right where the fuck are we going next um mm-hmm. tying back into before like the the way that this movie just sort of copy pastes die hard as we had said uh, there's even a fucking scene where John McClane has to get into air ducts oh, yeah, to right. travel through again. And that is, it has to be like a little, a wink and a nod to Die Hard 1. Like, oh, remember when oh, he yeah. did this? Well, I think even he like mentions when he's climbing in the air duct, he's like, oh, spending Christmas in an event again. Yeah. You know, all those little quips <laughs> that he would make to himself. How does the happen to the same guy twice? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or four other times. <laughs> Well, yeah. No, we don't know that yet. God he might it. live happily ever after. Can we talk about the fucking charisma of Bruce Willis? Because even with this yeah. movie being so just a recopy, repaste, I fucking loved it. Every time he's on screen, he's owning it, and he's enjoyable to watch. He's got just his it, yeah. Even when like people are talking to him and he's clearly losing, and like people are like, "No, fuck you, John McClane," which happens a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care about you. Oh, fuck it. This is my pond. This movie is so frustrating because John McClane, and this is super unrealistic, 100% right every time. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody wants to fuck him over and, like, not let him do his goddamn job. But, yeah, he's famous enough that people are like, oh, you're John McClane from that Nakatomi thing? thing? Holy <laughs> shit, dude. Like, you did that right, but you're fucking stupid here. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's a little shitty to John McClane, which makes his ultimate redemption and, like, when he gets the better of these people, it's it's good. It's good screenplay. I, I when you say he's very charismatic, I agree, and he's still kind of is the reason why Die Hard works. I thought his jokes in this one were a lot sloppier and not as... Um, there were a couple that made not me as chuckle, sharp. but I can't remember them now. Yeah. The I, just the facts where, that he, was where good. he flashes the ring. Yeah, to the, I did uh, enjoy that. The information lady. That was good. Dude, that's a uh, Dragnet reference, too. I didn't pick up on the Dragnet I, I reference. Watched, see, I did it because I watched Dragnet a lot with my grandma and Nick at night back in the day. Just a big oh, yeah. fan of Dragnet. Dragnet was one of those shows that bored me, and I couldn't really? get into it. I mean, I, I've always liked police procedurals in general. Oh, that, okay. That was okay. like the grandfather of them all. But that's yeah. what uh, yeah, Joe yeah. Friday always says. Because uh, everybody wants to ramble and tell their story, and he's always like, just the facts, ma'am. Gotcha. That's all I want. Just the facts. So you can get out there and solve it. So that's kind of then almost like a reference to the first one with the yippee Kaye because that was just like Bruce Willis really liked Roy Rogers. And when uh-huh. he was talking to the screenwriter, he was like, what do you like? Roy Rogers. And he came up with the yippee Kaye line. So like the just the facts makes me think it's the same thing. Bruce Willis, what do you like? Oh, Dragnet. All right, we'll put this line in script. I did like that part, though. They, they it's a nice, a nice tr- joke. Yeah. yeah. And even the way he flashes the ring, that's a good little touch, too. Goddamn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I honestly can't remember too many other great, great lines from him in this one. I do and know that they use the yippee Kaye motherfucker line again. He does use that. That becomes the staple. It does, which is fine, but there's I don't no, know how there's I feel no. About that. It's a catchphrase come out going to the forward. coast, have a couple laughs. There's nothing like that. But 
He does stab a dude I've in got the an eyeball with an eyeball. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Oh, yeah, an icicle. Stabs a dude in the fucking eye with an icicle. It's pretty great. But then he says nothing. He doesn't say, like, the, uh, careful for the brain freeze or, or something. Chill out. Or, you know, literally <laughs> something shitty like that. Yeah, Any of yeah. the Batman and Robin Arnold quotes would have been worked. fine, but, yeah. like, nothing. Like, Actually, I think at that part, he looks at it and, like, kind of recoils. He's like, oh, God, what did I just yeah. do? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember other jo- like I do. The one that I don't like is uh, when he gets kicked out of the chief's office the first time. He's like, "Hey, when you go through the metal detector, what sets it off first? The lead in the ass or your shit in your brains?" Yeah, like that didn't. Re- I think I there's like, a few that are like that that mm-hmm. are a little, a little clunky and like. Not to say the first one's a fucking high art, but, like, I don't remember there being groaners in the first one. And there were a few groaners in this one. Man. That shit for brains or lead in the ass one was one of those groaners. Thank you for reminding me. Speaking of um, something that was pointed out to me just recently on the internet, because I saw it, in the first movie, Mm -hmm. so when uh, one of my favorite characters, who I can't remember his name, but Hans, Bobby, that dude. Oh, that prick. (laughs) when When he's having the meeting with Hans... There's this. This tastes like ham. It's 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 a really weird beer. That's why you saw me make the face too. It's a very weird. This one. is like weird smoky ham. Jeremy, we're no longer. They're no longer have your beer. This, yeah, this yeah, is this not is Jeremy's. Fistmas. This is not Jeremy's beer, by the way. Uh, to me, it, it, I did taste like a little bit of the cranberry or something in there. It's very I, weird. I just get like weird smoky meat flavor. I, 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 I might be having too. a stroke. <laughs> but. We never brought this up because it's never really been obvious to me, but next time you guys watch it, I want you to look for this. But a a big part of that, and no words are said, but they bring him a can of Coke and a glass. And even he kind of looks at it like, and I think what that scene is implying is previously we've seen that he has a cocaine problem. And I'm sure when they said, when he sat down and they asked like, hey, can we get anything? He's like, hey, you got any Coke? And they fucking bring him a can of Coke. And if you watch, like, oh. even the dude reacts to it like, oh, you, you brought me Coke. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. In the first movie. In the first one. Gotcha. Yeah. Completely gotcha. Okay. irrelevant, but that was a fact that I just learned, like, yesterday. And I was like, god damn, that's actually really good. And But it's never drawn or, like, pointed at. Yeah. Good, good movie making. I agree. The first one is great movie making. The second one was directed by Rennie Harlan. Who is a little hacky. Well, let's go ahead and say it. I mean, you can pull up his IMDb and you'll see. He's a little hacky. I, I kind of agree because, like, this movie, at the midway point, we have this very supposed to be traumatic scene where mm. a fucking plane full of, like, 230 people crashes. Everybody Everyone. fucking dies. But nobody, it just kind of... All right, we're we're going right we on from this. Quickly forget about it. Yeah, yeah. Even though we're like showed like the the child and the old grandma on the plane right before it goes down, and then immediately John McClane's on to the next thing, and he cares about Holly's plane and like whatever. We don't have time for the the three hundred people that just died in that big. Explosion. Yeah, it's, and it's really only mentioned in passing later on, where it's just like, yeah. oh, well, already one plane's gone down. But you know, <laughs> fuck him, I guess. I... <laughs> Here's the yeah. other thing I don't get about this movie, like. It's implied that there are planes circling this fucking airport for hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck have they not just diverted to somewhere else? To another airport. Go to Baltimore, which is like, what? Can't be like I a 30-minute flight? We get this fucking... These exact words are, 
Holly's plane is going to run out of fuel in 90 minutes. It's a fucking plane. That's like four oh, different states all around shit. they can just fly to. Why do they continue to circle this plane that has an obvious snowstorm that they know about? I didn't even think about that. That's it's hilarious. it's it's just for like it's bottlenecking for like screenwriting purposes. Like, oh, we got to keep these planes here. That's really the only reason. It makes no logical sense if you really even break it down. The they did the, mention yeah. something like I forget, I forget what the line exactly was, but it said something about Nashville, Atlanta, and you know some other city. And I didn't know if they were talking about diverting, but clearly not because the planes that are still in the air at the point. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they're even in Washington, D.C., which is, like, that's pretty close to New York, right? Like, it's maybe, yeah. like, two hours from New York at most. Yeah, yeah. But not even not even that in there, because it's all in that fucking... It's not very big up in that area, up around New York and Maine well, and they, Massachusetts. Well, they even say, like, the front's coming from the northeast. So go, like, a little bit south. Go yeah. to, like, Charlotte. Go to Raleigh-Durham. There's tons of places you can yeah, fucking go. Take, but yeah. they just have these planes circling. I don't know. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of moments like that where yeah. it's just like, why does that happen? And the one that really stuck out to me was when he's showing uh, Dennis Franz's character the blanks and just fucking oh. <laughs> open fires at him with hundreds of armed policemen right but behind I'll him. But I'll go for the gun. And but then the... nothing happens. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it was normal for him to just shoot at the, you know, the chief of the police. I did really enjoy that part. I will say I am 100% A-okay with that scene, though. As, as, as reality yeah. logic breaking Subverting as the expectation. You have to yeah. really Dennis Franz has there. been asking to be shot at this entire yeah. fucking movie. So, like, by the time it happens, like, good. Fucking put him in his place a little bit. He's not going to die. He's just getting blank shot at him. Great. Great. Good dehumanize him a little bit but i did look like and all the cops seem to like they all draw their guns but nobody does anything and then he's like see it's fucking blanks and then all the cops are just like oh, oh yeah. yeah he's right yeah <laughs> wow well all right that one, part stuck out to me too man I one it's hard for me john mcclain's also a cop he's well known by probably all these other cops and the way dennis franz was treating everybody else yeah like, he's being a dick oh, yeah. to everybody. It's, so it's I'm pretty sure suspicion they of are disbelief. all like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. They're like, yeah, yeah. Who, who cares? Oh, fuck, fuck the chief. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know, it was the chief. All right, yeah, Maybe this guy him. will be our chief. Because, like, didn't he say somebody to, like, uh, have do this or have your resume written by the end of the He did. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of a dick to everybody. So I would not be surprised if his squad was like, they pull blanks and shoot whatever. <laughs> and be done with it. That's believable. Uh, I did. I did enjoy Dennis Franz as the chief, though he does that part again Very so well. fucking well, man. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Franz is a great actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did not show his ass in this episode or in this movie, no, like he does in every episode of NYPD Blue. I've never, because <laughs> I'm not into police procedurals. I have never seen NYPD Blue. Are you, so you are too, Michael. I, I, I enjoy them. I don't actively seek them out, but okay. they're on. Sure. I'm, I'm the same way, man. If they're but, on, but it's if like, it's yeah, on, you'll watch it. I'm not familiar is, with them. My wife is really big into SVU. Okay. And I've watched quite a bit of that with her. Is that the one with the goth nerdy chick? No. No, that's NCIS. Okay. That show was garbage. That show was. I, SVU has iced tea. That is really bad. And it's pretty fucking tight. I'd watch the show. It's, it's got iced tea and uh, the dude from. Uh, White Hot American Summer. Yes, thank you. The chef. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. he's fucking awesome. He's awesome. Also in Happy. I can't think yep. of his he's name. He's Happy. Exactly. In the first season, about. they have um, Dean. Christopher Maloney. Yeah, that's yeah, Christopher him. Christopher Maloney. And then Dean Winter? 
Rogers? Is it the first season? He's the Allstate uh, Mayhem guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Liz Lemon, uh, Dennis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> But yeah, it's SVU is a great show, man. He's in that show. I he's in, he's just in the first not, season, okay, yeah. first or second. I, yeah, that I, is. But he was good to me. Yeah, I and did I don't think Ice T, I think Ice T comes in after him, right? Yeah, like Ice T's not the in the third whole or series. fourth. I want to yeah. say is when Ice T shows up. But Ice T is great the whole time he's Ice there. Ice T kills it in it. He's so good. Such a weird meat beer. I know, man. But I got fucking four more of them, and we're drinking them on. The, I mean, on I the will stream. drink it, but yeah. it's just every time it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that big beef jerky taste to it. It's weird. Um, Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Die, two, two, die, die Harder. harder. Yes. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know what what has what else needs to be said. Is there anything that we've been holding on to uh, that we wanted to? A good point, bad point, any point. I mean, I think pretty much we've said. I mean, this whole episode could be, like, the general consensus is that we all enjoy it. It's just there are, you know, a few things that are wrong with it that kind of take it down a notch. Yeah. yeah. And it's a little samey, a little parallel-y, but we can still enjoy it. And the parallels, mm-hmm. they, they seem sort of like a homage to, like, yeah. but it's also, I don't want to say cheap because it doesn't feel cheap. It's not like, hey, remember this. They're, they're trying to do something with it. Yeah. But it just seems a little ham-fisted. Is that is that I don't different know. I, enough? I, I, ham-fisted and cheap kind of feel. I know they they do to me. <laughs> and I don't know where the delineation is between like the the. Two I will points. also say like comparatively to Die Hard One, I don't think the action scenes are as great. No, I don't. Mm. I don't either. Um, I agree. Like yeah. the shootouts, they're they're a lot more of that generic eighties where like. There's sparks instead of like bullet holes. It's more big budgety shootout kind of deal. Instead of Lots like of you had the really like claustrophobic stealth feel in Die Hard mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. that was just every interaction with the bad guy was so tense. Yep. And this one just kind of felt like, all right, we're shooting out again. Exactly. And like the another example is the fight scene at the church with this dude has nothing on John's fight with Carl in Die Hard mm-hmm. One where like that feels like it has tension and weight. This one, they're really just kind of like shoving each other around yeah. outside of this church. And I think they trip over the same trash cans like twice. <laughs> and yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, they do. Because yeah. Laura was watching it with me this afternoon. She was like, they just use the same action beat. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is lazy. <laughs> I know. And I yeah, kind of feel the same is. way. Like it, It's lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little lazy. I, yeah. Although a dude does get sucked into a jet engine. That's pretty cool. There's, yeah, I mean, there's there's good endings to people, mm-hmm. sure, but is it Hans falling from that tower? Or Carl getting fucking wrapped up in the chain and kicked yeah. over the stairs and, like, choking? I like, think the icicle might be on the level of Icicle's Carl pretty cool. Choking. It's pretty cool. The icicle's pretty yeah. dope. <laughs> but, like, even, like, the, the, the guy getting sucked into the propeller and then just, like... Somebody had one paint can. Yeah, that they threw <laughs> it was not a lot of, of blood. <laughs> it was not a lot of blood. I'll give you that too. Um, it was this real kind of? I was like, well, it's nineties. Ah, like, what can you do? They didn't yeah. have like the budget, and they weren't super into gore like we are now. Exactly. Whatever. whatever. It, it got the point. I wanted to play it terror, like just geyser of blood after. Maybe a, an arm, like yes. or a hand, just fl- thrown out. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so as we wrap this up, one thing that I do want to start doing since we are trying to make this our tradition i want to start ranking these movies 
and see if they change as we go on. Mm. So, that said, Michael, what's your rankings between Die Hard 1 and Die Hard 2? What order would you place these in? I mean, right now, it's Die Hard 1 is 1, and Die Hard 2, <laughs> Die Harder is 2. I mean, yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah. That seems to be pretty pretty common consensus. Yeah. Ryan? Yes. Number one. Shocking. The second one is Die Hard 2. I cannot believe it's the same. I am shocked and appalled. For me, absolutely the same. Yeah. I Die Hard 2, is it was a pretty fun movie. I did enjoy watching it. Yeah. And the nice thing, too, is that it clips along. I don't fully agree with that. Really? Yeah, I don't either. I think it has a very stop and start kind of pacing, especially because you have the action scenes... And then there are long stretches of exposition, like, we are doing this, we need to divert this plane to here, we can't do that, we gotta get to the satellite tower. It's a lot of talking and planning Sure. in between, like, long stretches, like, 30 minutes in between some action scenes. Like, it's, I don't think it This is a dumb, funny parallel, but I've been playing a lot of Overcooked lately with somebody. When you do, like, a certain number of levels in a row... You have to go back to, like, the main castle dude and talk to the Onion King. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, well, now I'm going to go cook again. So let's go out and set out. I don't know why I had to come back here. Oh, that's the reason. <laughs> like that I don't me. know, maybe for yeah, me. Yeah, we had to keep going back to the command center yeah. Yeah. so many fucking times. It was weird because I, I get what you're saying, but I guess I was still interested in those scenes, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, well, okay, what are we figuring out? What's going to happen here? And there, there were at least things in play in those scenes I felt like that you're at not least wrong for me they kept me interested and I think I think you're right Dennis Franz is interesting in those scenes and does well it's as well the, as the the, the chief the of the frustration of like when air he traffic go, controllers was I liked him too the uh the big guy uh yeah. with the deep voice uh, like Fred Thompson thank you thank you yes I really enjoyed Fucking him too on. I, I agree um but it's it's because of the the nature of those scenes being well, we need Bruce Willis to go back there to be told he can't do this. Yeah. yeah. That it becomes like, it's time-wasting, man. And also like, it's is, just a bunch of saying right. no's. So before we wrap up, that was another weird thing. Like, we just spend like five minutes with these soldiers dudes and everybody's fucking jerking off John McClane. Like, oh, you're the best. Oh, shit, it's you, John McClane. And then we get on an elevator and one dude's like, hey, no, no civilians. civilians. <laughs> it's like, all this dude has done Constantly. is flash his badge and like save people's lives. And you're like, no civilians? Like, oh, what the fuck? It did seem a little weird. I totally get so, you there. Yeah, that's it. Just like the narrative stop and go made it hard for me to feel like it was like really going because it's like, oh, no, I got to wait for this fucking red tape to get clear. Whereas in the first movie, it was all John McClane figuring just, it out on his own. Just reacting. You can yep. see the plan formulating at all times and mm-hmm. it just sort of quickened yeah. the pace a little bit for me. I yeah, I, I, this one's just a little bit more convoluted. They yeah. had to make it a little bit more complicated because that's what sequels do. They get bigger. Yep. And I think it loses a little bit of something in yeah, that. I, totally I think Die you. Hard works because it's a simple story of a man against the odds just doing what it takes to survive. All right. That's great. And uh, final word here. Ryan, yes. start with you. Is Die Hard 2 a Christmas movie? Yeah, I, I can see it as a Christmas movie, sure. Just like the first one could be a Christmas movie. Or it's, not. Okay. It's the same way. I know. Could be or could not. Michael? I... Have in the same vein as Die Hard 1, uh, no, I do not believe Die Hard 2, <laughs> Die Harder is a Christmas movie. I think it is an action movie that is, happens to set on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm, I'm going to agree with Michael here again, even though I feel this one has more, but not Iron really Man more Christmas totally elements. Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, it's another action movie set on Christmas. It's weird 
people get all up in arms about Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Die Hard 2 is the same fucking plot, same setting, and it adds snow. Nobody ever fucking mentions this one as a Christmas movie. I do think... You're all hacks that are being controlled by a fucking corporation, and you should know it! Wake up! You goddamn fucking Die Hard Christmas movie idiots! This is... I think Die Hard 2 (laughs) definitely feels more of a Christmas movie than the first one. Nobody ever talks about it! But... It's still up for debate. But I do feel it is... I think it's the better argument than the first Die Hard. I would, too. I would, too. All right, that's all we got to say, man. Michael, thank you so fucking much for coming on again. Well, thank you guys again for Uh, having me. This was a blast. It definitely seems like we're going to have you on more than once a year next year. (laughs) Awesome. But uh, I enjoy it every time you're on the show. Oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it all both times as well. Well, fucking A, man. Hell yeah, you're two for two on great guest chemistry. Well, thank you. (laughs) I don't know how that quotient works out but okay you just know it man i'm i don't i'm not you don't explain your ranking system just keep going. i know just keep going don't, don't you have this to is, explain it whatever this is michael the guest to <laughs> guest harder <laughs> <laughs> all right well done turn that around all right guys <laughs> we're getting the hell out of here i'm kyle ryan michael and uh <laughs> we'll catch you next time everybody 